Hello and welcome to the Twinning Mommy Chronicles. I am your host, Dee Brown. I am so excited that you have chosen to spend this time with me. We are on episode five. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe that. It was just yesterday that I recorded episode one and was releasing it, shaking in my boots. And I'm still shaking in my boots, but I still keep coming back because you all have been so amazing by sending your support in emails, in pictures of you watching, of the way that you're posting and sending me messages. I read every single one. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for going on this journey with me. Now, the funny thing is, is I remember emphasizing on all the episodes up to this one that you do not have to be a mommy to get something out of this podcast. I still stand by that. However, I am high off of me and the girls beginning our fall regimen of activities. And so this episode is dedicated to the mamas. Yes, it is, because I have just completed the first week of the fall semester in two organizations that are near and dear to my heart. Yes, there are two of them. I love them so very much and I love them so equally for different reasons. So the first one is Bible Studies Fellowship, BSF for short. It is an international organization that does have a local chapter and I've been involved for only the last two years. Wow. So I haven't been in it as long as the other organization, but I love it because the whole purpose and point of the time spent together is not that there's anything wrong with buying a new book every single semester. I've definitely been in those Bible studies, but I really love this one because we get to delve directly into the word of God. I really enjoy that because Sometimes you don't have an opportunity to dissect everything that you're hearing from the pulpit or just bits and pieces of sound bites that you get from places, but it has really challenged me in a way that I haven't been challenged before to really, really like pull apart what's being said. And there's help in doing it because you're not doing it by yourself. Like you have homework, so you're reading for comprehension and then you're answering questions and then in answering those questions there is supported discussion with your BSF sisters and I love it and I love that all backgrounds all ages all standpoints of motherhood are represented in every group so you have people who are preschool moms like me. Um, You have people that have elementary age children, middle school, high school, adult kids. All of that is represented and it's amazing. The other thing that I love about BSF very quickly is that it is not just for the mama, but it's for the papa and it's for the babies too. So right now we are studying the book of Genesis, the beginning of the Bible. And 
although many of us can look back in our childhood and think of these little rhymes and these little songs and these little cute stories that we were told about the world beginning, this information that is actually the truth and the word of God is given to our babies. And then our husbands also get an opportunity to discuss amongst men what they're pulling out of the scriptures. So it really makes for sweet time together as a family for all of you to be studying the word of God at exactly the same point and gleaning from the information and from the truth together. So the second organization that I'm highlighting and we'll talk a lot more about in this episode as it pertains to the theme is Mothers of Preschoolers, otherwise known as MOPs. So again, an international organization. So be sure to go and look them up if you are not familiar with either of these organizations. And it sounds like a mommy support group. They both do. Well, no, mm -mm, not just a support group, because although we get together and, you know, we drink our coffee and we just share about what has happened since the last time we got together, it's all brought together by a common theme also by discussion and activities that help us to really be able to become better moms and better wives and be challenged by being able to share amongst one another. So I really, really love the theme for this year because the theme this year is Decide to Rise. And within that, there are three cornerstones. Be strong, chase joy, and do your work. And one of the things that I've seen on so many pieces of marketing from Mops International, whether it be on their Instagram or Facebook page or on the Mops International website or in our awesome, super dope welcome kits in the mail is this statement right here. Motherhood is a catalyst, not a constraint. And I love that thought. I love, love, love that thought. And we are focusing in MOPS on learning about Deborah and talking about how she was a judge, she was a singer, she was a prophetess, but the word itself says that she brought God the most glory and really walked into her purpose when she chose to rise as a mother. My goodness, so good. So I have been inspired as a result of that to get on here and encourage you, mommies and everyone, but specifically my mom friends. I, as your best podcast friend, I'm here to tell you, you can do it. And I'm sure you've heard that statement. If you have kids like me who love Dora the Explorer, she says it all the time. We can do it. And we can, we really, really can. It can be hard. Me and one of my mom friends were just talking this week and she was laughing at me because I told her how I literally have a sticky note and a pen, a sticky notepad and a pen in every single room of my home. I have to because not only may I get a phone call or a text message and have to be reminded later of what I need to do, but even in just coming into a room to complete a quick task. I have two little four-year-old people who will follow me in said room 
and have a complete conversation with me at the same time as I'm looking at them trying to decide who to even listen to. And then once they leave me in their gust of wind and with all of these words still swirling in my head, I, what was I here to do? <laughs> what did I come in this room to do? I did not come in here to hear all of the banter that followed me here. What was I here to do? So that is why now I have a notepad in every single room so that I can hold on to things. And I say that to say that that's the thing about motherhood. You're pulled in so many directions. And I don't like to define people by their birth era. So, you know, we have the baby boomers and we have generation Xers and generation Y and the millennials and just all of this going on. And I don't believe in defining people that way, namely because before they changed the birthdays, I was a generation Xer. Now I'm a millennial. And literally every single time I look down the attributes and the traits and the decision making uh, way that people are supposed to function within the era, I am only 50-50 of each. So, <laughs> so I'm really not either, in my opinion. And I think a lot of people out there cannot be as clearly defined by an era. But this is what I know. There is a movement of, if it doesn't make me happy, I'm going to let it go. So I don't know if that's associated to a particular era and age, but it's something that is literally sweeping our world where if it doesn't make me happy, I'm just going to drop it. And at times I believe that our perceived unhappiness is actually there to provoke us to action. We are supposed to change a narrative to decide that we can break a mold somewhere. I think sometimes that's where <laughs> the unhappiness comes from. And so for me, when things start getting hard, I literally have this response of thanking God in advance because I know that there's a blessing in it for me or there's something that I need to learn. If I believed in, if it doesn't make me happy, let it go. I mean, literally my girls would be sitting by the curb with the trash can right now, but I wouldn't throw them away because I know, first of all, that I was supposed to be their mother. So if I was called to be their mother and God allowed this to happen, then I have to believe that I am equipped to handle anything that comes. Does that mean that I don't run and cry in the bathroom or have moments where it becomes too much? No, it doesn't. But that's where, for me, I can encourage you by saying that if it's feeling like it's overwhelming, then you have to check a couple things. Like, first thing, are you doing this in your own strength? Because I know that I can't be the mom that I need to be without support and help. And I get that from Jesus because I pray to God and I'm a Christian. And I get it from my husband, from my mama, from my sister friends. Like I told you, like, that is why I'm so like on 10 right now, because there is something like, even though I have not been to either of those meetings in person, even virtually, the encouragement, the word of wisdom that came from my sisters. Listen, <laughs> I, when, when, when the fall comes, I know my help is coming along with it because there's so much 
encouragement and there's so much good stuff to keep my mind focused on rather than <laughs> it getting lost in, you know, all of the other stuff that tries to distract. It's like my ability to see and hear gets a little sharper <laughs> in the fall. Thank you, Jesus. We just got to work on, you know, in the summertime, uh, it not being hindered. But anyhow, so yes, like I say that to say that if we wouldn't throw our children away, then why are we throwing away situations and people, even your difficult coworker, even your boss who gets on your nerves, even your husband who you tell him something and it's like in one ear and out the other. Why would we throw these people away <laughs> when God has clearly put them in our lives? Because he wants us to change the narrative. He wants us to break the mold. He wants us to be the change that we want to see. And I know people say that all the time. It sounds so cliche, but it's not. It's not. It's not when you start doing it. And I say that because, again, I tell you, I have hard moments. I definitely have hard moments as a wife, as a mom. I'm running this podcast. I run a coffee business. I do market research for pay for a large retailer. Um, like there are a lot of things that I am doing right now. And some of those things I haven't even disclosed to you all. I do administrative work for another boss babe. Like literally there's so much stuff on my plate, but what Mops has been talking about this year as far as chasing joy that was my decision before this year. And it's been a decision that I have to make every single day. And when you're chasing joy, it doesn't mean that you're not unhappy with a situation or unhappy with a person or wish something would go a little bit different. But it's when you shift from allowing yourself to stay there to, again, thanking God in advance, being grateful in advance because this means that there's something better on the other side of this difficulty and also just deciding, just deciding that even though it looks dismal, it could certainly be worse. And I'm glad it's not worse. So yeah, I will get off of my joy soapbox, but you all let me know if you want to talk more about joy versus happiness, because that could probably be a whole podcast on its own as well. So here are some other encouragements for you, because as you're listening, you're just like, yeah, yeah, we can do it. But how? Well, my first thing, the first suggestion that I will make is for you to make a plan. And I get it. You may not be a planner. I am not a natural planner. That is something that happened later on in life. Um, especially as it pertains to becoming a wife and a mom, because then like my life wasn't just my life, but it was connected to other people and everything I did affected these other people. And it, it was just like, I can't, I can't be <laughs> chaos winging it all the time. So make a plan. I write down my visions. I write down my goals. I give myself a timeline. I literally plan it out to the point that I can't plan it anymore. So I encourage you to do the same. And if you don't do it well in writing, then do it in words, create, um, you know, uh, create a vision board and just take words that you attach with pictures, <laughs> you know, 
rather than having to like write it out in a journal or write it out in a planner. You know, if, if that's not your jam, that's fine. But just find a way, find a way to put it down so that you can look at it. And so you can think about it every single day, every single day. Then you want to prepare reminders around you to execute said plan. So the reminders are going to be reminders in your phone to call vendors, to check with a graphic designer. Um, you can put it in your planner. You can put reminders on your mirror when you're brushing your teeth. Like, what do I need to accomplish today? Or what do I need to accomplish this week? Um, put little reminders in your purse. I've done that where I just put a note card that I randomly discover that has basically a clue for the day <laughs> of what I need to do. Um, and I can do that because there are certain bags. I don't know about you. This is kind of like a, a tangent, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the type of person that I have certain bags or, or certain purses that I take certain places. And so with us having a fall regimen and one that I stick to pretty closely, I can tuck things away so that I know exactly when it's going to come up and I know that it's going to be the right day because on Wednesday we do X, Y, and Z. On Thursday we do X, Y, and Z. Also, you can consider this. Have your children <laughs> and husband ask you if you did it today. I use that all the time, namely because my girls have gotten used to being my helpers. So they know when we're going to deliver coffee, that they're going to go with me on the ride. And, you know, I just, I make sure that they feel involved in it rather than accessories to what I'm doing during the day. That's something that works for me with toddlers. Um, even this past uh, week before this last week, uh, when I had to go and distribute items, materials, to some of the ladies that are serving in mops. That's what I told them. Guess what? We have to go by Miss Kristen's house. She's gonna be waiting on us because she needs something very important. And <laughs> I'm using that voice and it's really corny, but I really do do that with the girls because I build excitement in them that they are doing something that makes a difference. And so that is just another mommy tip for getting stuff done because I do the same thing even when we're at home. Guess what mommy needs? Mommy needs you to sit here very quietly and work on ABC Mouse for 20 minutes while I make this phone call. Can you do that for me? Can you help mommy? Literally, like, I know it sounds corny, but it works. It works. And that's not to say that they don't still have their four-year-old moments. They definitely do. But most of the time, it's going to work out better if I let them feel like they're a part of it. So I say that as a part of the reminders portion, because <laughs> children and husbands love to remind you of things and ask you if you've done things during the day. So rather than just asking you about the laundry or what's for dinner or where are my socks, incorporate having him and, you know, your kids to ask you about some of the things that you needed to do to accomplish your goals. It works out the same with exercise. My girls are to the point where if we have not been to the park to go and walk somewhere, when they wake up from their nap, they're asking, when are we going to the park so that we can get exercise? 
And those are their exact words. You tell me about conviction. You tell me about setting some fire underneath you, even though you're tired and you don't feel like going. I'm just saying it works. It works. So that really goes very nicely into my next point to let your support system support you. So whoever your supporters are, whether they are husband or children, grandchildren, even sister, mom, wife, brother, like whoever it is, even if you don't share all the details, because I understand with some of our ideas, you know, they're very sensitive and we want to grow the baby before we present the baby. But whatever you can give them, that's just enough to let them know to hold you accountable. I think that that will help you in being able to take your plan from paper to actually manifesting it. So I said the dirty word, accountable. Accountability in this day and age is also something that either people are like, yep, that's right. Or people are like, mm-hmm, controlling spirit. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Can I remind you that accountability is not a bad word? Otherwise, let me ask you this question. How else do we learn responsibility and practice execution on the days that we don't feel like being productive? Your boss asks you to be accountable by submitting your hours or by responding to emails with your progress on reports. Why do we take the people who are closest to us and probably the people who are more in tune (laughs) with what we should be doing ultimately outside of, you know, work? Because some of us are working because we have to survive, but we're not really working within what God has called us to or what we're really passionate about. So why is it a bad thing for the people who know us best to hold us accountable to those goals or even health goals? You know, I, I've talked before about how I have a supplement business, specifically coffee um, is the, is the popular seller. And I do these health challenges and I hear people all the time talking about my health challenges or posting to encourage other people, you know, to get on the wagon. But when I actually put the challenges out there, it is it is just a handful of people who participate, who actually participate. And I think it's because either they've had experiences where people held them accountable the wrong way. So they're sheepish about getting involved because they don't know like if what they're seeing on my healthy cup and combo page is all the conversation that's happening. And literally it is like my way to go. Woohoo! Better, you know, better day tomorrow with your water. Just try to make it a focus. Like that's literally all I do. But I've, I've, I've heard people have these experiences, these negative experiences with people holding them accountable that really did have a controlling spirit and was trying to find out, you know, how many calories you had, you know, by the middle of the day and you better post or else I'm going to kick you out of the challenge or you're disqualified or this or whatever. So they're sheepish about joining, but I can tell they want to join in on the fun because they're, they're commenting, they're supporting, they're, you know, reaching out and telling me that's awesome. And so I just, I'm sad. I'm sad that people have ruined it, but with the right people, 
and with the right support people. And you know who the right people are in your life. Like, you know, the people who hold you accountable by trying to shame you versus the people who are really encouragers and are trying to push you forward. And so trust those people, trust those people to do just that, just to push you forward. So the last thing that I will give you as an encouragement, as we remember that motherhood is a catalyst and not a constraint, believe that you have everything you need to accomplish your goals. Stop looking at how many hours are in the day and counting them and start using them to serve you. So some of the things that I've told you already are things that I use to make those those hours serve me rather than my kids feeling like I'm separated from them for uh, four hours out of the day delivering goodie bags um, with materials to help people. I make them a part of the process. We sing in the car. We talk in the car. We see a stop sign. We spell stop. We see a construction sign. We spell slow. I mean, the whole time is interactive, except for the 10 or 15 minutes that I go to somebody's doorstep to drop something off, answer a few questions and give them encouragement. So we have to find a way to be able to cause the pool in different directions to unify our purpose rather than feeling like we can't ever get anything done or anything accomplished. I don't believe that to be true. And granted, I don't know everybody's situation, but I'm giving you practical examples of my own life. Even this week, I was encouraging someone by telling them, um, one of the things that I've noticed is my kids get the most needy. If we don't start off with the same types of routines, the same type of formula of interaction in the morning, they crave that, they expect it, they want it. So as much as I need to be available for other people, um, I do have where I turn my phone off at night and I turn it on at a certain hour in the morning and I don't respond to emails or messages until after we have had breakfast. That's my rule. And yes, something very, you know, very bad could happen in those hours. But here's my thing. Most of the time they feel like fires to us, but in reality, it's not that serious. It's not that serious and it can wait. And so I make it wait. I make it wait. Um, I say that because, again, having toddlers, there's no telling what you're going to get from one day to the next. But what I've noticed, and it might just be for my kids, but I've noticed with them, they respond. They respond to routine. They respond to feeling like they are priorities. And I think all people do. I think all people do. I think that that is something that we all yearn for. And so why not build them up to know that they are my priority? And how do I let them know that? By reading with them, by singing with them, and by eating breakfast with no distractions with them. And that may not be your way to do it, but you can find your way to do it. And the way that you find it is by finding what brings your kids the most joy and what brings you the most peace as a result, okay? So it brings them joy 
but it also brings you peace as a result. And even if that peace only lasts for 30 minutes, I'm here to tell you, once again, with not letting the, the, all the different things pull us in different directions, but to unify our purpose, you'll figure out really quickly how to prioritize what needs to be done and what can wait. And so that probably needs to go on this list too. prioritize what needs to be done versus what can wait. And, and how do you do that? Let's go back to that plan, to your timelines. What can wait until tomorrow and what needs to be done as of yesterday and just didn't get done because I thought I was going to do it at nap time and the kids didn't go to sleep and now I'm behind. So start with those things. So again, I hope that this time has encouraged you. I hope that you are feeling inspired mama who came into this podcast feeling overwhelmed and hopefully now feels like she might have some strategy or some things that she can try out. Again, I'm no expert. I'm just another mama right where you are, where I know that my purpose is in my home, but I know that my purpose, it expands further than my home as well. And so it's really finding a way to be able to accomplish both with excellence and not perfection, but excellence. So that's a whole nother story, getting over perfection. I'm still in the process of doing that. But thank you so much for joining me. Of course, I have a question for you. And my question is, whether it's motherhood or whether it's something else, what is the experience in your life that could be a catalyst rather than a constraint? So that is my question, and you know I want your answers. So feel free to find me on Instagram, Mrs. D. Brownie, just like a brownie that you eat, um, or on Facebook, Deirdre Brown, D-E-I-R-D-R-E, brown, just like the color. What is raising itself in your life as a catalyst and not a constraint? I think I think that's a better way to word the question. And that's how I'll put it on my page. What is raising itself in your life as a catalyst and not a constraint? Yep, that's the question. And that's what makes this episode for everyone, not just mamas. So I hope you stuck in there with me. All right. Until next time, you all be encouraged, be inspired. Tell me what ways you've been able to put a plan to action, what successes you have in this next week, even with your kids. If you try out some of those tips that I gave, let me know. Keep me posted.